introduce tonight's speaker, um, our intern pastor, Anna Rowe. Good evening. Um, yeah. Are you guys happy to be here? Good. Um, I want you guys to turn to not your left and right because you're probably sitting with your friends, but the in front of you and behind you and say, I'm glad you're here. All right, so, um, yeah, we're just coming back from a very powerful retreat. Uh, We've been going through a couple weeks of, I think, two weeks of intercession. And one of the things that Pastor Christian has encouraged the whole house to do in this time is to go back into our sermons that we received, take outlines, and go into a time of prayer, right? Uh, Raise your hand if you've been doing that. Yeah, I encourage you guys to uh, not just listen to it. I've been asking some people like, hey, so how's that going? They're like, oh, yeah, I'm listening to it again. But that's not what Pastor Christian asked, right? He asked for you to take an outline. But the key is taking that outline and going into a place of prayer. Because it is through the said words, and as we go into these said words, that God will start revealing to us the unsaid. And it is through these words that will carry us from season to season. You know, as we go into a place of prayer, it is when these words that we receive, it's not just words that like we just kind of hear and, you know, go through our head. But it goes down deep into our spirit. It starts changing us from the inside. It starts changing us from like the nature of who we are, right? So that's when you take these words and take possession of of these words. So I encourage you guys to uh, continue doing that because I believe that these words will carry us from season to season. And I believe that whatever season that we're in, that God wants to hear only one thing from us. And this one thing is this, a declaration of faith, a declaration of belief in him, a declaration of his goodness, no matter what circumstance, no matter what situation that we're in. And I believe that as we go into a time of prayer, that these words that we receive, it will release power to start declaring, to start making a declaration of faith. Um, I want you guys to turn to Psalm 46. Psalm 46. And it's a very short chapter of 11 verses. So we're going to read it together. Uh, I want you guys to read verse 1, and then I'll take the even verses. You guys continue to take the odd. Okay? All right, ready? One, two, three. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. The 
The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Amen. Bow your heads in prayer. God, I just declare your sovereignty over our lives. I declare that you are strong, that you are our refuge. You are our strength. And as you carry us from season to season, no matter how hard, no matter how easy, no matter how joyful or sweet it is, God, I just declare that everything is good to us. To us, you are good. To us, you are so good and it is well with us. So Lord, I just declare your sovereignty. I thank you, Lord, that there's a fresh wave of your spirit coming upon us tonight. We are hungry, we are expectant, and we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this very short chapter of Psalms uh, carries us through different seasons. You know, like in the beginning, we read that there's trouble, right? There's waves, there's, there's a storm. And then we have uh, God coming and intervening and, um, and moving on our behalf. And then at the end, we have God work, working for us, working, uh, moving us forward. And the psalmist ends the psalm by worshiping God, right? So there's just different seasons that this psalm Uh, portrays, and I believe that it kind of reflects the seasons that we go through in our lives. Raise your hand if you've never, ever had a bad day. No one, right? In in times of our lives, there's times when we go through uh, extreme, like, hardship, storm, and it's hard, and, and you're like, why am I leaving? Why am I going through this? And then there's times when it's so sweet, you go to bed like, oh, it's such a full day. I love it. Like, it's so exciting. I can't wait for tomorrow, right? So there's, there's different seasons that we go through. And in our life, I really believe that uh, this psalm right here gives us three keys to help us declare words of faith. No matter what season we're going through. And as we learn how to make this declaration of faith, it will strengthen us every season. It will strengthen us through every circumstance. It will deepen us and it will make our roots go down deep and make us unmovable, unshakable. And this declaration of faith is, it is well with me. And that's my uh, sermon title. I want everyone to say it. It is well with me. You know, I I don't think it's enough for you to say it is well or God is good. In fact, I believe that it kind of requires very little faith. Oh, yeah, God is good generally, you know. But what about when you look at your life? Can you say God is good to me? God is good to my family. God is good in my finances. God is good in my relationships, or lack of the relationship, right? Can can you say that? God is good to me. It is well with me. 
And as we personalize it, and as we make it our own, that is the faith that rises up. And that is the faith that will move our God. I want, I want everyone to say again, it is well with me. And I believe that in Psalm 46, that it gives us uh, three keys. And these are going to be my three points. But I want you to kind of imagine with me that God hands you these three keys. And each key is labeled a certain way. And as you take this key, imagine yourself uh, standing before this great door. And you can use this specific key to unlock the door of faith. Okay? So... um, The first point that I want to kind of go on is in verse 1. I'm going to read that for us. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And I like the word very present help. When I think about it, I think a help that is immediate, a help that is near to me. Not, not somewhere that is far where I have to cry out for it, but a very present help, a help that is close. Um, and also, it says in your Bible, another word for very present help, if you look down, it says, well-proved. It is a well-proved help, a help that is tested, a help that you can rely on because it has shown itself faithful time to time. A well-proved help. So the first key that is labeled uh, that will help us unlock the door of faith is labeled test me. Like me, like capital M. Like me, not me. Okay? Do you get it? All right. So it says test me. And with this key, um, it will help you unlock the door and allow you to say in faith it is well with me. In 2 Kings 4, we have a story of a Shunammite woman. And in this story, she's a very wealthy, wealthy woman. Um, and she says, you know what? Elijah, this prophet, this man of God, he comes to our area time and time again. So I want to make a room for him. So she, she took her house, she made a room on the roof of her house, and said, hey, Elijah, whenever you come to our area, you can stay at our house. And she really honored this man of God in that way. So this man of God goes to her and says, hey, do you want anything? Is there any, anything that you want? And the Shunammite woman says, mm, not really. And his servant, uh, Elijah's helper, says, oh, she has everything. She's very wealthy, but... She does not have any children. She has no sons. So Elijah says, okay, I will pray for you. In fact, next year, you will be holding a son in your arms. And true, true, you know, true, true to his words, next year, she gives birth. She has a son. And this, like, imagine you're barren and then you have the son, right? So he is like the joy of your life. You, you love this child. And this child is out in the field with his dad, and all of a sudden he goes, oh, my head hurts. My head hurts. So the father says, hey, go to your mom, right? So uh, the little boy goes to his mom, and she holds him, and it says that at noon, the son died in her arms. So she takes the son, takes him up into the prophet's room, lays him on the bed, and closes the door and goes out. And the, and the husband goes, hey, where are you going? She says, I'm going to go to the prophet. Husband's like, why? 
Why are you going to profit? It's not Sabbath. It's not new moon. And she says to him, all is well. Even to her husband, she doesn't disclose, hey, our son died. Uh, but she says, all is well. It is well with me. So she goes and says, uh, hey, let's, let's hurry up. Let's get this donkey moving. You know, we need to go. So as they're going to meet this prophet, Elijah's servant sees her in the distance, and he goes up to her and says, Hey, Shunammite woman, what are you doing here? Are, are you okay? She says, Yes, all is well. Okay, is your husband okay? Yes, all is well. Is your child okay? Yes, all is well. Again and again, she has these opportunities to tell someone, Hey, this is what's going wrong in my life. It sucks. I hate it. What's happening to me? But she always replies, all is well. And finally, she meets the man of God, the prophet that gave her a promise that she was even scared to have. She goes to him and says, why did you tell me that I was going to have a son? Didn't I tell you I didn't want him? But now he is dead. Look what's happening to my heart. I was scared to love. Now I have loved and now he is dead. And he says, I will come with you. And he goes to the Shunammite's house, um, prays, performs this miracle where he kind of like lays on top of the boy. And then <laughs> miraculously, the boy gets healed. He actually comes back to life, right? Uh, so you, you can say that this woman, man, she really knew how to use that key. Test me. Let me prove to you how faithful I am. Let me show you how I will provide for you. Let me declare to you who I am. Test me. And her faith was activated. Um, Just a little side note here, though. Do not be offended by the way how God proves to you his faithfulness. Okay? So let let me give you um, just an example because... If you expect God to work, and he will prove, like, move on behalf of you, but it will not come in the way that you expect, in the way that you demand, okay? Um, so I remember when I moved down to Busan uh, for a church plant, my, the year for that theme was year of increase. Or the theme for that year was year of increase. And I remember, like, oh, snap, this is such a, like, good theme on the church plant type of year. You know what I mean? Like, increase, like, increase in the church, increase in my life, increase in everything. And I remember the one thing that I had the hardest time with was um, increase in, like, friendships, I guess. You know, like, at that time, I was like, my friends, like, in Seoul. So when I went moved to Seoul, I was like, I'm going to make more friends in Busan. And that was my year of increase that I was kind of, like, testing God in. But it didn't come in that way. And I remember I got so offended because I was like, this is your increase. Why is it not coming? In fact, like every Saturday night, like I would just sit there like, I don't want to hang out with the nine other people that I know like again and again. Right. So I was very offended with the way that like I, I, I saw like him not answer me in that way. You know, so when you ask and use this key, hey, prove to me your help. Show your faithfulness to me. It might not come in the way that you expect. Um, key number two, can I have some water? (laughs) Very thirsty. Key number two, I believe that it comes in verse two. 
It says, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. <laughs> so this verse, I'm pretty sure a sanguine wrote this because so dramatic. <laughs> therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Like, man, the world is ending for you, right? So dramatic. But the key here, I believe, is labeled is no fear. We will have no fear. And as we use this key, I imagine myself um, just bringing all of my fears before God. And saying, hey, I'm scared of this. Hey, this is what's gripping me. Hey, this is what's blocking me. And as we utilize that key, all of our fears drop off. Because we bring it to the one that has no fear, right? Um, One fear that I had when I moved to Busan was fear of finances. Um, You know, I got a job, but then this job was terrible. And I remember that this part-time job threatened not to pay me because I was ending my contract because I found a full-time job, right? So this part-time job was very, very, like, the boss was very angry. And I remember, like, man, I did the best thing I could do. As soon as I got hired in the other job, I tried to honor my uh, first boss by telling him right away. And, you know, the paycheck was supposed to come that Tuesday. But, you know, I could have waited, but I didn't. I wanted to honor him as soon as I could, and I wanted to really kind of show, you know, just respect in that way. And that boss got really angry and he threatened not to pay me. And I remember I was praying because slowly I saw like my finances going down. And I was like, oh no, God, I need finances. And um, I just had this fear. And Pastor Caleb, my campus pastor, was saying, hey, Anna, I'm going to drive you to work. I said, oh, snap, okay. He said, I, I want to come with you and talk to your boss because this boss had been yelling at me for, like, crossing my legs, um, just doing, like, random stuff. Hey, did you know crossing your legs in Korea is considered very rude? Like, don't ever do that. Apparently, it's very rude. It's, it's disrespectful. So he would yell at me and, like, just all of these different things. Um, and I remember Caleb was just so angry when he heard, like, these different stories. So he said, I'm going to come with you. So okay, right? And right before we left, he was like, hey, wait, Anna, hold on. Let me go get my leather jacket. So <laughs> he goes and gets his leather jacket. And then we're drive- he's driving me to my workplace. And he's like, Anna, pray. Pray in the spirit right now. I was like, okay. So we're like, you know, like, Jesus, like, pray. And then all of a sudden he stops praying. Hey, Anna, is your boss bigger than me? Like, uh, no, Caleb, I think you're bigger. So we just, we just went to my workplace and, um, and this, you know, he was like, why did you bring him? Like, is he like, you know, I was like, oh, he just came for me. Um, and he was like, all right, well, go to your job. Like, go start working. I don't want to talk to you. And then Caleb was like, hey, like, as, as I was walking away to my classroom, I heard Caleb say, hey, I'm not here to uh, say that Anna's right because she is, you know, breaking contract, but I'm here as a father for her. What you're doing is wrong. You're not going to pay her for what she worked. And I heard that, and I was like, uh, you know, Father, thank you. <laughs> and I remember, like, through that, he talked to him, and he still did not pay me. Through that, I was like, you know what, God? Like, you know how I tried to honor him. You know how I tried to honor my boss, even though he was unfair to me. Uh, Caleb even went to go talk to him. And if I don't 
get this paycheck, I'm still going to declare your goodness over my life. So I looked, I checked my bank account, and it didn't come in. So I was like, all is well. It is well. And I, I remember I said that. <laughs> I said it, and the situation didn't change, right? But I said it. It is well. It is well. And I kept declaring that. And two days later, the paycheck did come in. Like, cut in half, but it did come, you know? <laughs> so I remember even through that, that God really took me through, like, past my fear. Fear of finances, fear of jobs. So I, I believe that because he took me through what I thought was impossible and he really let me live out that knowledge of I am your provider, now I can support race with no fear, you know? Um, so he really moved me past my fear and made me stronger because he made me see that really it is well with me. Okay, so what's our first key? Key number one. Good. Our key number two? And our key number three, I believe it comes in verse 10. Let's read that all together. Ready? One, two, three. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So it's funny because, like, as I'm reading this chapter, it says, you know, God, you're my refuge, you're my strength. And then even though the world falls apart, I believe in you. And God comes and works on my behalf. But then we have in verse 10 at the end, suddenly God speaks. Suddenly, through everything, you hear the voice of God. And the third key is this. Hear me. Hear me. Because through everything, whatever season that you're walking through, God will speak directly to you. You will be able to hear the voice of God. Um, this past week, I, was, I randomly had lunch with one of my Torch classmates. And you know, I don't really know him, but we just sat down. And then as we were talking, he started sharing with me his testimony. And he said, when I look at young people, I'm so amazed. Because when I was, like, your age, like, what are you, 27? I was like, yeah, I'm 27. Like, when I was your age, I was not following God. And he said, around that age, he was clubbing, partying a lot, going to room salons. And it wasn't until he was 32, on a New Year's Eve service, that he went to church. And he said he went to church and he heard the voice of God like he's never heard before. And God said this to him, you are forgiven for your sins. And he, he said as soon as he heard those words, he just wept because he was so miserable. Like he knew he was not doing good stuff, but he didn't, like by that point, because he's done so much, he didn't know how to get out of it. But when he entered church and heard the voice of God, and said, your sins are forgiven, he just felt everything fall off. All the shame, all the condemnation. And he said from then on, his, he dedicated his life to God. Amazing, right? Happy story, right? And then after a while, his business bankrupted. And he, he was so tempted to be like, what? Like, I gave my life to God and this happens? You know, like his entire business failed. 
And I was like, what? what? Like, were you, weren't you tempted to kind of blame God? Weren't you tempted? Like, because I became a Christian, this happened, right? And he said, that thought did enter his mind, but he said, God saved me. Because he said, uh, the reason why his business bankrupted was um, a person took his entire money and then ran off. Which is kind of, it happens a lot in Korea, apparently. Uh, but someone t- took all of his money and then he ran off. And he said, if I did not know God at the time, I would have gone after him and killed him. It's like, oh, snap, all right. (laughs) I would have killed, he said, straight face, I would have killed him. I know who I am. I would have killed him. (laughs) And he said, God saved me. And he said, because, like, no, it was really hard. He was bankrupt, right? He lost his entire money. He was successful before that. Uh, But, Because he heard the voice of God so clearly, he said, I could not move. I could not take back everything I received. So instead of despairing, instead of blaming God, which is what sometimes I feel like we tend to do, you know, when it gets hard, he he went even harder. He said, I went to church more. He, He got involved. And then as he started getting involved, you know, he's 32. He's a little old, you know, by this time. But then he met someone like, that was in his, like, in his church group, a woman that was four years older than him. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Four years older than him. They got, and he, he was like, she was so beautiful. I can't believe she didn't have, like, a husband. So he pursued her. Uh, they got married. And even though she was four years older than him, they now have a beautiful boy. Like, he's so cute. I saw the pictures that he, you know, kept showing me. But... (laughs) You know, he, was, he said, because I heard from God, I was not able to move. And I really believe that, you know, when you hear the voice of God, you will be unwavering in your faith. You will be unwavering in your commitment. God speaks to you directly. And as you take each key, test me, have no fear, hear me. You will be able to declare, it is well with me through every season, through every circumstance, through every situation. I want you guys to close your eyes, and I'm just going to give you a time to respond. The declaration, it is well with me, is such a simple phrase, but such a powerful one. And as you learn how to say this through every season in your life, you're able to say it not because of your circumstance, but because of who God is. Who is this God? This God, he's my healer. It is well with me. This God, he's my provider. It is well with me. This God, he's my savior. It is well with me. And I believe that tonight God only wants to hear one thing from us. It is well with me. You are good to me. You're good in my finances. 
You are good in my family. You are good in every area of my life. And I want you guys to start just going through whatever area of your life that you've had a hard time saying this in. You know, when I think about God, it is well with me. I have a hard time saying that when I think about my father or my brother and my sister. It is not well with them. It's not. I can't say that. But as I continue to look to God and see who he is, those words of faith come out. So I want you to start thinking, hey, what's an area that you've had a hard time saying this in? What's an area of a hard time confessing this in? And I want you to start declaring this. It is well with me. I believe in you. You are sovereign. Your timing is perfect. Okay, so I'm going to give you time just to start declaring with your mouth declarations of faith, declarations of his goodness. Yeah, let's pray.